Possum Podcast. Toot toot. Mr. Possum, it's that time of year again when the barrier between the physical world and the spirit world is at its thinnest. Oh, yeah, very thin. As thin as a diet potato chip. A baked lay. And the only way to keep the ghouls and goblins from taking over our world is to buy them name-brand candy. You know, this time of year, the spirit world kind of squat in our house, so to speak, and they won't leave. And you got to give them name-brand candy to get them to leave. Now, that seems a little counterintuitive to me, Mr. Possum. If you want people to leave, you don't give them stuff. You don't give them name-brand candy. Ooh, I lie. Look who's smarter than tradition. Big Al's smarter than Halloween itself over here. Okay, okay, all right. Look, people figured this out ages ago, buddy. We wear costumes on Halloween so the ghouls and spirits think that someone else, maybe someone from their realm, gave them the candy. And then they leave you alone after that. Oh, I see. Now that is smart. I know. I told you. That must be why it has to be good name brand candy. It can't be just, you know, a box of raisins or like a frozen ravioli. You got to give them something nice. That's just how it works. A name brand chocolate, something with some nougat. And you got to do it in costume. Otherwise, they're going to keep coming back to you because they're addicted to that sweet, sweet candy. That is very smart. Told you. Now, I didn't know that's why Halloween costumes were a thing. I thought it was just big costume trying to sell us outfits we only wear once. No, Big Al, we're dressing up and we're bribing the spirit world. That's the whole thing. I imagine it's a pretty funny scene the day after Halloween over there in the spirit realm. With all the ghoulies and monsters waking up, hungover from their candy binge the night before. And then they go around and they see Frankenstein and they remember Frankenstein giving them candy. And they go, what's up, man? How you doing? It was great to see you last night. You got any more of that candy? And Frankenstein's like, what are you talking about? Yeah, it's just like that. (laughs) Have you ever been to the spirit world? I mean, you pretty much summed it up. That's like dead on. They just spend all year having to tell everybody else that they weren't actually there and they didn't actually give them candy. And they learn nothing from it. And then they come back next year and they make the same mistake. Ghosts are stupid. Well, to be fair, though, we do wear different costumes every year. Right. The the people who wear the same costume twice in a row, oh, they're in trouble. They're in trouble. They're almost giving up the whole scam. They get dunked in nougat by ghosts, probably. I have heard if you wear the same costume two years in a row... The goblins and monsters from the spirit world will abduct you, take you over to the spirit world, and dunk you in nougat. Yes. And then burn you alive. That's why they call it nougat, Big Al, because you gotta wear a new costume every year or else they'll get you. <laughs> dude, dude, Mr. Possum. So tonight on the show, we're going to talk about some of our favorite Halloween costumes. Yes, we're counting down our top five tombs. See what I did there? Mm-hmm. You shortened it. You don't like it, though. You shortened costumes to tombs. You like it? Yeah, it's okay. We, we'll just call them costumes. Sure. Top five costumes. How's that? I mean, top five tombs is also a good idea for a show, but it's a little late in the season. Yeah, I just kind of feel like it would all just be the same note again and again. Like, oh, yeah. this tomb, that tomb, this tomb, that tomb. Right. And we'd both probably have toot in common for our number one. We do have that toot in common, don't we? Toot, toot. Yes, toot, toot. We'll be back in a minute with our number five favorite Halloween costume.
Mr. P, what's your number five favorite costume? My number five costume is a raccoon, Big Hal. A raccoon, huh? That's right. Hey, if you're like me, you're a possum. Mm-hmm. And you ain't exactly bathing in respect. Mm-hmm. You know, just try rooting through some trash and see. You root through trash as a possum, you're gonna get chased away with some kind of a cleaning device. A broom, a mop, a swiffer. We're seen as trash. Now put on a raccoon costume and do the exact same thing, and people will just love you. They'll say, oh, look how cute he is standing up like people. You know who else stood up like people? Chucky. Chucky did, Big Al. <laughs> We're back. We're back on Chucky. Okay. Back on Chucky, that's right. If you want some extra cute bonus points, you can go as a raccoon as Davy Crockett. You can carry a little musket. Now, why would a raccoon wear its own butt as a hat? Who knows? Raccoons are funny. They just do funny stuff. Nobody will even question it. Even though you have a nasty bite and you probably carry Robbie's. Possum, did you say Robbie's? I said Robbie's. Did you just say Robbie's? Yeah. Now, did you mean rabies? Is that how you say it? I thought you'd call it Robbie's because raccoons always robbing your can and they got diseases in their mouth. No, no. The Robbie's is what they're doing to your can. And the rabies is what they're doing to your blood. Oh, see, okay. That's okay. a good way to remember that, Mr. Possum. I like that. I like that. So, uh, have you seen a raccoon carrying a little musket and wearing its butt as a hat and calling itself Davy Crockett? Have you seen that? No. You made that up? I made that up. Okay. Well, that's, uh, that's slander, Mr. Possum. It's slander if I say, hey, I saw Hal Dottie you know, wearing his butt as a hat and doing dumb stuff. But That is slander. Now, Possum, have you ever gone as a, as a raccoon for Halloween? Not for Halloween. Sometimes I'll put on a, a striped tail just to get a little respect for the night. If I'm feeling sensitive. So you're suggesting as a Halloween costume just sort of a typical disguise that you'll use on a regular basis to steal stuff from people's trash. I mean, yeah, I use the raccoon costume as a coping device, yes. But I think that you could wear it for fun. Mm -hmm. And I think a human could dress like a raccoon and break into someone's house, and they'd be like, oh, he's so cute. I think you can get away with a lot of stuff. Well, it's interesting to, to think about the difference between a disguise and a costume, kind of. Right? No, it's not interesting. Okay, then I'll shut up about it. Okay. What's your number five, Big Al? Mr. Possum, my number five is a, a ghost. Ooh. <laughs> love that. The classic costume, the ghost. Dressing up like the spirit of someone who came before us. There's a few different strategies you can try here, Mr. Possum. You can uh, cut eye holes in a sheet, but that ruins the sheets. And you don't look like what people see when they actually see a ghost. Right. Or you can dress up like some Victorian-era person, which, you know, is when ghosts were invented. So mm -hmm. anyway, it was kind of real hip to be a ghost at the time. So there's a lot of Victorian ghosts. But you dress up like a Victorian-era person. You coat yourself in powder so you look kind of faded and black and white like a ghost does. The problem with this one is you leave gold bond everywhere and people are calling you the next day asking you to come over and clean their couch. It's a real hassle. Smelling like a minty old ghost with moisture problems. Mm-hmm. So now I do the simplest method, which is just to visit my neighborhood ancient one and have her punch me into the astral plane. She'll do this for 25 bucks, which for a costume is pretty dang reasonable. Mm -hmm. Then you can go to parties and push pennies up walls and make everybody sing Calypso tunes. 
And you just got to get back to your body before the soul harvester finds you. Yeah, the soul harvester is kind of a stickler. That soul harvester hates finding people out there just free on the astral plane. For the soul harvester, that's like coming out and having to sweep up a bunch of beer cans that's left out Mm -hmm. outside his business. You know, he's like, he's kids. Yeah, he's like a grumpy old shopkeep. Grumbling under his breath. Mm -hmm. He should retire with his attitude. You know, if you don't like your job, just quit, Harvester. I do think there has to be some incentive for people to get back into their bodies after they've been partying on the astral plane. Because otherwise, there'd just be bodies littered everywhere all over the street all the time. And they would have notes on them like, don't bury this, I'm coming back to it. Kind of like when you park your car illegally and you put a note on it saying, I'll be right back, but you're getting a ticket. Right. They'd have to have a special squad that drives around and puts tickets on the bodies that people leave in public areas, clutter up the sidewalk and such. Oh, man, you'd be like them scooters everywhere. There'd just be bodies Mm -hmm. on every corner, parked all weird, all slumped over. Do not block this dumpster with the bodies of your bachelorette party. We will run y'all over to get to our dumpster. Big How, don't you have a song about being a ghost? I sure do. It's called Boo, I'm a Ghost. That's dumb. Oh, 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 Shut the door and lock it. So I step through the wall, cause I wasn't finished talking. I tell him, boo, I'm a ghost. I live here too. Crazy it's taken me this long to talk to you. I mean, I watch you all the time. You seem pretty cool. But if we're gonna live together, you should get to know the rules. Number one, I'm a ghost. I do what I want. This is the house I died in. It's the house I'll haunt. Only other rules keep a chill morning routine. Cause most nights I'm up pretty late, watching you sleep. But I don't mind people. In fact, I used to be one. But eventually human forms become empty. So who knows if you and I end up getting along nicely We could haunt this house together when they bury that old body Boo, I'm a ghost I feel like you could take me. I mean, yes, I make noises in the middle of the night. And yes, I rattle windows and I flicker the lights. And yes, I represent suffering after death. And yes, I raise a lot of crazy spiritual questions. But I don't carry bacteria or viruses or germs. My hair's not full of lice. My bowels aren't full of worms. I'm not built of gradually decaying meat and skin. I mean, for real, let's take an inventory of what's actually frightening. Blood, I don't have it. But you do. Guts, I don't have them. But you do. Bile, I don't have it. But you do.
Sorry, I think I mentioned that. Sorry I keep sneaking up on you too. I always do that. Hey, what's with all the boxes? You moving out? Just when I'd adjusted to having you around? Is this because you were in the attic and I maniacally laughed? Or because I popped up in the mirror while you were taking a bath? Are you mad that I like to distract you when you've got the stove on? It's just I'd counted on you dying here and it's taking so long. Not that I mind people. In fact, I used to be one. But I like human beings less than the ghostly ones. So it'd be nice if you and I could sort this thing out. Then we could haunt this house together when your body's in the ground. Boo, I'm a ghost. What's your number four favorite Halloween costume? That's easy, buddy. My number four favorite Halloween costume is a porch scarecrow. A uh, what now? A porch scarecrow. Porch scarecrow. Yeah, not see, I'd say there's an important distinction there. I ain't talking about clocking in as a scarecrow in some kind of cornfield. Uh-huh. I'm talking about sitting on the porch, being real still. Yeah. And then spooking people. Okay. Now, you don't have to dress like a traditional scarecrow. You ain't got to dress like Al from Home Improvement with the flannel and the jeans and stuff. You can be anything. You could dress like a pharaoh. You just got to sit there still, and when people come up on your porch, you spook them. Now, Possum, what if I want to dress like Al from Home Improvement? You could. You could. It's your choice. Uh Uh-huh. That'd be tight, actually, because when you pop up and spook them, and you're like, I don't think so, Tim. And they're like, ah! <laughs> right. And then, like, later when they calm down, they'll be real embarrassed that they were spooked by a lukewarm sitcom phrase from a character who isn't even spooky. I'm not sure it's even a scarecrow at that point, Mr. Possum. You could almost say it's just Al waiting to deliver his one line on the set of Home Improvement. Right, right. I mean, I think you could do that with tons of other stuff. Yeah, you could do that with all kinds of side characters from different sitcoms and stuff. What you talking about, Willis? Yeah! Did I do that? Ooh, you got me there. Make it so. <laughs> Speedy delivery. I'm the bailiff of Night Court. Uh-huh. Up your nose with a rubber hose. Now, that actually is a menacing thing to yell when you're surprising somebody. That's true. Now, one problem I could see with this, Mr. Possum, is perhaps instead of getting spooked, people are just going to think that they're interrupting a taping of Family Matters or Night Court. On a porch? Yeah. Well, they shoot those things all over the place, you know? You seen these shows? This episode of (laughs) Family Matters was filmed on a porch in front of a live studio audience. I think Family Matters does have a porch shot that the show opens with every time. Boy. Night Court shows the porch of the courthouse every time. The courthouse porch. It'd be tight if we started a whole new tradition of people dressing up like sitcom characters and yelling out catchphrases to spook people. That would go so bacterial on the internet. Mm, that could be a new challenge. Sitcom catchphrase challenge. All the teens are doing it now. Big Howlin' Halloween Dottie, what's your number four costume? My number four favorite costume is the old guy in a tub, also known as guy taking a shower, or for that matter, lady taking a shower, or person taking a shower, or person in a tub. Okay. This one, I don't know why you don't see it more often. Popularized by the first Karate Kid film, Guy in a Tub is a whimsical and very inconvenient costume that lets people know you're committed to the holiday. You just need a clawfoot tub and a shower curtain, and it's probably best to train yourself for a few weeks 
by carrying the tub around the neighborhood and up and down some steps. Tubs are heavy, Mr. Possum. But you just cut some leg holes in the tub and you hang it over your shoulders with some suspenders. You put a shower curtain on there and it looks like you're in the, you're in the tub taking a shower. That's fun. I like that. Isn't it good? Now, the only inconvenient thing about this one is uh, it's kind of tough to go to the bathroom. Seems pretty easy to me, Big Al. You're already in the tub. Oh, wait a minute. Just go. everybody we're counting down our top five costumes tonight that's right top five favorite halloween costumes mr possum what is your number three my number three costume it's uh it's actually for you big Hal. oh this is one for me specifically yeah yeah, yeah. okay what is it mr possum old spice old spice yes so, like, I'm dressing up like a bottle of old spice no big Hal. you gotta call up your buddy sporty spice baby spice Posh spice. Ginger okay. spice. I think I see where this is going. And then you're just old. And you're old spice. Okay. And you're still, you, that's your thing, you know? Baby mm. spice is, you know, she's kind of kind of a cutesy little girl kind of thing. Right. Ginger spice. I don't know, she's red-haired. I don't know. That's her thing. You're just old. Okay. And you have trouble keeping up with the dance moves. But you still sing pretty right. good, and you, you sing about you know being friends forever and stuff. And do I do anything? Say, do I dye my hair gray? No. Do I do it? Okay. So just me, just me as I am. And you're saying I'd be called Old Spice. I think you just don't take care of yourself very well. Check. Already done. Maybe you do that Willy Wonka thing where you come out with a cane, and you know, and everybody's waiting for you to flip it and do a you know, do a backflip and do all this stuff, but then you never do. You just. <laughs> Keep walking with the cane. Is everybody waiting for me to do a backflip because I have a cane? And they're expecting misdirection there? Or Yeah. Because okay. they've they seen Willy Wonka, and also, you know, they paid $100 to see Spice Girls, and they think, surely, Old Spice going to do something. Right. No, he won't. No. You're paying to be disappointed by Old Spice. Essentially. Right. Yeah. But it's a lesson. It's a lesson. You know, aging is not pretty. And you will be the face of that sentiment. What do you think of that? I hate that. I hate that a lot, Mr. Possum. Maybe you can get yourself a little sponsorship with Old Spice Cologne. What do you think of that? Uh, again, this is just because I'm I'm old. You're just calling me old is all. Is what's happening here, right? Yeah. It's always just to call me old. I burned one of my things just to roast you a little bit. Okay. All right. Big Al, what's your number three costume? My number three favorite Halloween costume is the electric gremlin. Ooh, yeah. Here's a great costume for introverts and folks on a budget. The Electric Gremlin from Gremlins 2. Electric Gremlin, or Lecky as I call him, spends most of the movie trapped in the phone lines of Clamp Tower. Meaning, you don't even have to go anywhere. Ew. Or put anything on. All you need is a little looping gif of Electric Gremlin that you can text your friends as they carry on their night. 
You'll be truly with them in spirit without having to leave the house, put clothes on, speak to anyone, or express yourself in any way. It's perfect, Mr. Possum. It really is. It really is. You just make sure that they have a little gif of you in their phone that they can show other people, and it's like you put a costume on. The electric gremlin is one of two gremlins you can be and be real lazy about it on Halloween. What's the other gremlin that you can be real lazy about? Oh, that concrete one. You just sit outside your house, and you put a little gray sheet on you, and you say, I'm the concrete gremlin. I'm the gargoyle. You have to say that out loud. That's the catch. Right. So you just sit in one place with a gray sheet over you. (laughs) And uh, if anybody asks, you're the concrete gremlin. That's what I say to people in my little alley. When they walk by me, I say, "Ah, I'm the concrete gremlin. Keep walking. Uh Uh-huh. Happy Halloween. Now, just using a sheet, it's almost like you, uh, it's like a thicker, clumpier kind of concrete than they they used in the movie, I imagine. Right. Because he has like a perfect exoskeleton, perfectly molded to his form at the end of that. I mean, this approach, it does help if you're built like a gremlin already. Mm -hmm. If you got kind of a little belly and a little spindly arms and big ears, then this is going to play better. That's true. Right. I guess it does beg the question, if you're built like a gremlin, why don't you just be a gremlin? Those out there who are built like gremlins, I imagine Halloween is a tricky time for them because everyone expects them to just be a gremlin again. But you don't want to be that same costume more than one year in a row or you'll get dragged over into the spirit realm. Yeah, you get nougat. But, I mean, there's so many different gremlins to be. There's a smart gremlin. There's the lady gremlin. So if you're one of these gremlin-looking guys that we're talking about, uh, pretty much every year somebody's like, so which gremlin are you going to be this year? That's it. Yeah. If you're the gremlinist looking guy at your workplace and everybody's talking about their Halloween costumes, and then they get to you and they go, well, which gremlin are you going to be this year? That's probably pretty annoying. Yeah, I think it probably gets old. Because you, maybe you want to be Belle from Beauty and the Beast. I'd be like, Mogwai, you got to always ask me that every year. Toot, toot. Toot, toot. Big Al and Possum, brave and strong and awesome, speaking truths and tootin' toots and having tons of laughs. Big Al and Possum, two good boys hootin' and hollerin', we'll comfort you when you are blue and call you when you're mad. Hey, Mr. Possum. Hey, Big Al. I heard you went to a candy factory this week. Yeah, I sure did. How was that? It was bad, Big Al. Real bad time. Oh, no. The candy factory sounds like it should be a good time. Well, this is a very weird experience, Big Al. You wouldn't guess that a trip to a candy factory would be chaotic and dangerous, but it was. How'd you get invited to a candy factory? Well, I was rooting around in the dumpster buying Tuggy's Sweet Jack. Colonel Tuggy, an American hero. Well, not anymore. What? You didn't hear Colonel Tuggy never fought. He bought his uniform on eBay. What? Yeah, he's like that insurance general. Just a guy in a costume stomping on the graves of our fallen heroes. Anyway, anyways, I was rooting around in Tuggy's dumpster and I found this golden ticket. A golden ticket? Yes, sir. The ticket said admit one and a guest to Billy Donka's candy factory. Billy Donka? Reclusive, eccentric candy magnate Billy Donka? The one and only, Big Al. And it said a guest? Who'd you take as your guest? Nobody, Al. I couldn't think of nobody. Mm, That's interesting. So I go to Billy Donka's candy factory and it is amazing in there. I'm rolling around in gumballs. I'm eating little candy mushrooms. I'm scratching my back on molasses bark. 
I'm eating a lady made of taffy. I'm swimming in the chocolate lake. I'm filling up my pouch with stolen candy. You stole from Billy Donka? Yeah, I stole a bunch of candy from him. My pouch was all stretched out and it was making like a crinkly wrapper sound every time I moved. That sounds uncomfortable. I have a high threshold for discomfort. You know you shouldn't steal from people, Mr. Possum. Uh, shut up. You sound like the little singing fellers. Excuse me? The little fellers that work in the factory, they all gathered around me and sang a song about how stealing was wrong and how I must have felt real bad all stuffed up with candy. Were they like Cenobites? Yes. Well, that's weird. It was unsettling. Then they sang another song at me about how I shouldn't have cheated on my wife with that lady made of taffy. Then they took me to Candy Court, Big Hal. Candy Court? Yes. And just so we're all clear on this, Candy Court is called Candy Court because it's a regular court in a candy factory. Not because it's a court made of candy. Oh, that's a bummer. Just a regular court. So I'm arraigned in front of the candy judge for my crimes. The candy judge? Yes. And just so we're clear on this, he's called a candy judge because he judges people for crimes committed in a candy factory. Not because he's a judge made of candy, or a feller who judges different candies. Okay, I got it. So I walk into the candy court, and the candy bailiff, who, by the way, just tasted like a regular bailiff, tells me to arise and approach the candy bench. Uh Uh-huh. And the candy judge starts tearing into me something fierce. He's like, shut your gob and don't make a peep. You've had quite the spree, and you stole mounds of candy from Mr. Donka. I'm like to punish you good and plenty, yo possum. Now you pay restitution of a hundred grand or I'll throw you into candy prison for a hundred years. Now let's take five. And he banged his little gavel, which was made of a Tootsie Roll. Oh, jeez. Yeah, it was whack. And I didn't have a hundred grand, so he put me in candy prison. But I escaped, obviously. How'd you escape? Well, Big Al, it was the candy prison. Yeah, so? It had zero bars! Choo-choo! Choo-choo. Nothing twixt me and freedom. Choo-toot. Choo-toot. I skittled off, Big Hound. Okay, all right. Choo-toot. Choo-toot! Neko, keep me in there, Big Hound. Choo-choot. Choo-toot. Big Hound and Possum, brave and strong and awesome. Speaking truths and tootin' toots and having tons of laughs. Big Hal and Possum, both bound for poppers' coffins. We'll comfort you when you are blue and calm you when you're mad. It's our Halloween special. And what better way to celebrate Halloween than to talk about all the great costumes you could have. We're counting down our top five Halloween costumes tonight. Oh, yeah. We're making our way down the list. We're chomping through this bag of candy, ain't we? We sure are. We're down to our number two favorite Halloween costume. Awesome. What's your number two? I'm real proud of this one. I think it's pretty good. Okay. All right. It's the candy inspector. Oh. That's me. <laughs> I got a little badge and a little okay. beige coat. <laughs> Detective's hat. And the best part is that I come up to kids who's been getting candy and I say, Hold it right there, son. I'm a candy inspector. Let me look in that bag. Uh-huh. And then I root in there and I get the best stuff for myself. And they're none the wiser because they think I'm a real candy inspector. Uh, okay. What do you think? So you think nobody's ever done that before? I've never seen a candy inspector. You think nobody's, you think nobody's tried being the candy inspector before? No. No. 
I mean, if you think about it, Big Al, there's all sorts of threats you need to worry about. People are putting almonds in Hershey's. I gotta check and see if there's almonds in there. Possum, I just gotta say, I think today's youth are a little too street savvy to be fooled by someone calling themselves the candy inspector and rooting around in their candy bag. I'll get a real badge. I'll, it'll look real official. I'll have, like, numbers on it and stuff. Mm-hmm. I'll wear glasses. How's that? I'll wear glasses. And, and you think glasses will help? I'll just be a little possum wearing glasses. I'll put a wig on. Okay. Maybe some red hair or something. This is sounding less and less credible to me. Now you're wearing a red wig and glasses. I think they're just going to call you a nerd and push you over. Me, a nerd? No way. Yeah. They're going to call you four eyes. No. They're going to say, quit trying to scam me out of my candy, four eyes, and they're going to push you over, Mr. No, I, that, that's hardly credible. I think even in that nerd costume, my coolness is going to bleed through. I think they're going to be like, you're scaring us, you hard-nosed candy cop. Now, I do think people are going to see this candy inspector scam coming a mile away, but you could put a new twist on this that could really make it work, which is you could have a good cop, bad cop thing going on. Oh. So what you do is you could be the bad cop. So you're a little ways up the street from me, right? Mm-hmm. And you're in a wig and some dumb glasses and you've got a stupid little printed out badge and you're asking to check out people's candy and they're pushing you over and making fun of you and spitting on you and stuff. But then they get to me and I'm like done up like a real cop. Yeah. And I say, I need to see that bag right now, immediately. And I don't let, I'm not letting anybody see my badge. I'm not doing anything any of the dumb stuff you're talking about. And so they've already seen the bad version of it, and they're more likely to believe the good version of it. Or you could be like, I'm investigating this fraudulent candy inspector. Ooh, I like that. And I'm, I need to get in that bag and check for fingerprints. <laughs> right, right. And then you just take the best stuff. Mm-hmm. I need to take these back to the lab. Yeah, dust them off. Big Hal, what's your number two costume? Possum, my number two favorite Halloween costume is the patterned suit. What? This one to me is an instant classic. Kind of new, but you know it's good. You can find these at Target or Walmart or whatever, and it's just a suit made out of kind of a flimsy cloth, and it's got pumpkins or uh, dancing skeletons patterned all over it. Just putting one of these things on, you are immediately the life of the party. You're ready to dance like David S. Pumpkins or do the verse of Rapper's Delight that the granny does in The Wedding Singer. You'll have personality to spare with this extremely easy-to-find-and-purchase item. Okay, so you're fun, but what are you? I'm sorry, what do you mean? Like, what's... Who are you as a thing? Well, I'm a guy in a patterned suit. I'm a fun fun guy. I'm a fun Halloween... Halloween Halloween guy, I guess. So you're going as fun. Yeah, I'm going as like, you have to have fun because I'm here now. Ugh. Like, uh, uh, maybe maybe we call it like a fun, like the fun police. Fun police? Like, I make sure you have fun. I mean, if I'm at a party and, I, and I'm having, you know, just an okay time, and then I see this guy walk up in this dancing skeleton suit, I, I, I start to think, okay, this is a party. I forgot that it was a party until I saw him. I better start having fun. Real fun. Yeah, you don't want to make the guy in the patterned suit sad. You don't want to let him down. Right. Can you think of a sadder thing than a pretty bad party where nobody's having fun? Maybe they're playing like the 
theme music from House of Cards, and you just see the guy in the patterned suit sitting over in the corner, and he's looking down. Isn't that just a tragic thought, Mr. Possum? It's the saddest thing I can think of. Now, what about this, Mr. Possum? I'm thinking about getting three patterned suits this year. I'm going to get the one with the smiling jack-o'-lanterns all over it. Uh-huh. I'm going to get the one with the dancing skeletons. Uh-huh. And I'm going to get the one with all the black cats, right? Yeah. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to wear the dancing skeleton jacket. I'm going to wear the jack-o'-lantern pants. And I'm going to wear the black cat tie. And I'm going to show up. And I am going to be so extra at every party I go to, people are going to lose their minds. Oh, wow. I think you cracked the code. You're like a walking trail mix. You got all the best bites of the best snacks. I'm going to jump up on the snack table and dance on it like Coyote Ugly. Oh, big Hal. You could do a spooky Macarena dance. I'm going to bring a list of balloon-related party games and a bunch of balloons. Yes. Or maybe you bring your Scattergories box. It's all Halloween-themed Splattergories. All right, folks. We're going to play Halloween Splattergories. Now everyone's look at this piece of paper for the next five minutes. How fun is that? Turn off the music. I need to be able to hear each other. <laughs> Turn off the music. We don't want to distract people from the Splattergories. It's hard to think. All right. With that music. Did you turn it down at least? Favorite Halloween costume. Possum, what's your number one? It's a classic. It's Colonial Yeti. Oh. Okay. Never forgetty, Colonial Yeti. Mm-hmm. The old Yeti who tried to enlist in the American Revolutionary War, but they wouldn't let him because he was too young and he was a Yeti. But he stole a uniform and he fought anyway. And he's... First day of battle, he's next to this other revolutionary guy, and he's like, who is this beast? I shan't fight alongside this malodorous swamp ape. Nay, nor will I, you know, et cetera, et cetera. And then they saw Colonial Yeti fight, and it was real tight, and he had all these fight moves, and he was like the devil with a musket, and they made him a general, like, right away. And they was going to make him president when he won the war, but he died from choking on a loaf of bread. And the soldiers tell the tale to their children. Never forget he, Colonial Yeti. Okay. All right. I, I mean, I'm a little disappointed that this is your number one. Why? It's just such an obvious costume. It's just everybody's been, everybody's been Colonial Yeti at some point. Yeah, it's good, though. I like seeing somebody show up in that blue coat and them tights and got that. Yeti mask on, mm-hmm. little tri-corner hat. It means Halloween season to me. 
You've never dressed up as Colonial Yeti? Well, yeah, I did when I was a kid. Well, you were just a boy. Yeah. It's just kind of a, I, I don't know, it's a tired idea, I guess, in my opinion. What about little twists on it? What if you go with sexy Colonial Yeti? Okay. Like well, your Colonial Yeti with no pants on. Or maybe it maybe it says Liberty across the butt of your shorts. Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, I could see that. Uh, that seems like a fun twist. I'm a big fan of sexy twists on costumes. And you're still honoring the memory of Colonial Yeti. And you you're are. not forgetting Colonial Yeti. I don't know. I think I'd be, at this point, I think I'd be okay with forgetting colonial yetiing. Hey, don't you say that. Don't you say that. It's he just, fought for us. He bled his nasty yeti blood. Oh, yeah. I mean, he, he, did, he didn't really bleed his yeti blood. He just choked on a loaf of bread. He was celebrating, and he took too big of a loaf of bread. Now, ain't we all been there? Don't you chide colonial yeti for his mouthful of loaf. Well, now, I don't want to go on record giving somebody guff for choking to death because the next thing that happens is I'm going to choke to death and mm -hmm. everybody's going to go, well, he asked for that. Yep. Problem with Colonial Yeti that I have is he's kind of ruined all other Revolutionary War costumes because his is just too perfect almost. You know, he's a monster in a in a Revolutionary War outfit, in a tri-corner hat and in knee socks and all that stuff. I guess I just... Hope that when I die, my legacy can be so tight that people stop dressing up as me because I'm too perfect. Big how? What's your number one costume? Awesome. Be warned. This costume is extremely scary. Ooh, I'm ready. This costume is the news. <gasps> Everything that's been going on and all that, you know, all that stuff out there. The news. It's a frightening world out there, Mr. Possum. And the only way to fix it is to keep one eye on the news at all times. So for this costume, you're going to want to get a real crisp haircut. Ask for the full high def. They'll cut each individual hair, and then you put on a real nice suit. Then you carry around a banner that says breaking news on it. And everywhere you go, people are going to stop what they're doing and stare at you and wait for their precious news. This is a really good one if you happen to have to go to the airport on Halloween. Would you be irritated if I dressed up like Huey Lewis and followed you around? No, actually, Mr. Possum. That would be amazing. You know why? Why? Because Huey Lewis's backing band was called The News. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, then we gotta do it. Yeah. The Big Howl and Possum Podcast. Toot toot.